This is the true story of eight strangers picked to live in a beautiful house, party together, and have their lives taped by Elizabethany. Find out what really happened when people started getting real and got their entire lives tweeted out. The Real World DC, as we saw it. Week nine, we have now seen the ninth episode of The Real World DC. I'm Elizabethany here for The Real World DC as we saw it with... Chris Wiggins from Real World DC News. Hey, girl. Hey. So, last night, good episode. In our chat, it was rated like a four, I think, overall. You know... Out of five. Can I be honest with you? I rated last night's episode as great. I think I did a four, only because I don't think it was the best ever, but I, I like that now they're starting to do a little bit of a mix of everything. Yeah, and I thought it was awkward that Kellyanne was in there so much and that they were really taking punches at her. I kind of felt bad for her. And, and, and just for full disclosure, everyone, we know Kellyanne. It looked like there were lots of cheap shots taken by editorial in last night's episode. I think the most awkward thing when it comes to Kellyanne is that they would talk about her and, you know, we all knew that she was in the house and with Josh, but we never really saw her. <laughs> like, right. we didn't see them doing anything. We just saw her sneaking downstairs and out the house. Like, we never saw her doing... Right anything with Josh. So I think that was kind of the most awkward part, but we do know that things went on. Well, but we also know the magic of editing. I mean, we know that there was a point at which Ashley was edited to, be, to, to have said one thing, but it was in reference to something completely different. So, Oh, of course, of course. But, okay, and then also last night we saw Andrew get pushed slash fall or whatever off the balcony. Um, of course, they're not going to show exactly what happened, which is For lame. legal reasons. <laughs> right, of course, they're going to show the Snooky punch, but they're not going to show... T- tie but everybody's really really freaking out so it's going to be interesting i'm really glad that they did the cliffhanger i think it's going to help with the ratings oh absolutely absolutely i think it has everyone talking and everyone's really excited for next episode now so i think it's going to be like everybody was researching the snooki punch now they're all going to stay tuned to see what happens and they're probably you know hoping to see ty go home but um you know all that drama going on last night and then Two episodes, everybody knows Mike's family came in to visit the house. So we are going to call Mike. We're going to find out why exactly that was so such a big deal. And we're also going to find out how he stayed out of all the drama last night, because he seems to be the only one who did that. Yeah, he's like no drama Obama, which is funny that he wants to be a politician. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So let's give him a call. All right. Hello? Hello, Mike. Hey, how are you? Is, is now a good time? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I am driving to a meeting in downtown Denver right now. You are always driving to meetings. I swear, you're the busiest person I know. I know, right? I'll actually be in the, um, the next time I'm in D.C. is April, April 10th. I'm doing a, uh, like a P-Flag fundraiser. I'll, I'll mark it on my calendar. And just a little side note, they're apparently turning the real world house into a restaurant, and I would really enjoy it if you took me on a date there. <laughs> I will do that. Thank you. Um, if she gets a date, I get a double date. Okay, fine. So last night was the ninth episode. First, can you believe like you're way past halfway now? Yeah, before we get into that, I have to confess that I haven't actually watched the episode yet. <gasps> oh, boy. So I might ask you to explain some things if you, if you have questions about the episode. That is so illegal. I don't understand how you guys cannot watch your episode. But, well, we're going to talk about two episodes ago first when your, your family came to visit you. Okay. First, you are the spitting image of every single person in your family. Yeah. yeah. You, in fact, there there were some people on chat rooms. They they all want me to figure out how to get in touch with not you, 
but with your brother, who is, according to the world at large, hot. Yeah, yeah, I got a few of those, too. Everyone's wondering why it was such a big deal, that conversation with your mom when you took her out to eat. Because a lot of people are wondering if you had come out to her yet or why you were so worried about whatever you had to tell her. Because I had told my mom, you know, as a lot of people know, I, I wrote a letter and I, I kind of just confessed a lot of things in that letter. But it, was, um, it wasn't really set in stone. It wasn't really the gratification or the closure that I needed. You know, even after I wrote the letter, it was something that we never mentioned in my house. Um, we wow. just, everything went on like it was normal, you know, like we always had. And we'd walk down the street and my dad would be like, oh, check out her rack. And, and I'd be like, yeah, cool, dad. And then my mom, like, we just would never, <laughs> my mom would ask my brother about his girlfriend, but he, she would never ask me about anything. So it was just kind of like an awkward topic for us. And so I, I wanted to take the, the opportunity to talk to her in D.C. because, you know, I was working for HRC. I became passionate about the whole gay community and gay rights and things like that. Right. And a couple months before that, I didn't even know that that existed. And then plus I had like my boss there, Suzanne, who was a huge inspiration for me. And so anything that I felt that I couldn't explain well enough to my mom, she could kind of provide some backbone for that. So, you know, it's just... It's one thing to write a letter to somebody and say, okay, this is, this is how it is. All right, well, I hope you still love me. And that's all, you know, fine and dandy. But it's another thing to actually make it a part of your life and to be able to talk in front of your parents about, you know, a girlfriend or a boyfriend. It's, it's one thing to, to write it down. It's another thing to actually have it in their face and, and talk about it. Absolutely. How long before you went to D.C. did you write that letter? Well, I wrote it. I lived, before I went to D.C., I lived in Mexico for six months. And so I wrote the letter right before I went to Mexico, and then I talked to them and my brother about it. So there really hadn't and, been uh, that much time, like, with you and your family really living together since they got that. Yeah, yeah. so they had, essentially they had known for a while, but they hadn't had that much time to become comfortable with it. Okay, and now so it was, all makes that was, sense. <laughs> that was actually the first time that I had spoken with my mom about it, saying, Mom, gay rights are important to me because hey, I fall into that category. You know, like I'm, I'm in the LGBT category and I'm, I'm telling you that out loud in front of, at a restaurant, in front of other people and I'm, you know, really nervous about it. And I have a film crew following me around. I thought maybe she, you guys had talked about it, you know, numerous times because she just definitely came off as if she knew, I mean, she did know for a while, but she was just like gung-ho about everything. That's really something that I, I want to make clear to everybody is that when I left for D.C., my mom told me, Mike, I don't want you to come out on TV. It'll affect your safety. It'll affect your job. It'll affect your family and your future and everything like that. I don't want you to come out because the world and your family isn't ready for that. Wow. And then over the course of the season, I emailed her and I would call her and talk to her on the phone and say, hey, mom, um, I just found out today that gay people in Florida can't adopt. And I just found out today that in 29 states, you could be fired just for being gay, no questions asked, and it's not fair. And, and, and so she kind of could tell after a while how passionate I, I was about it. Right. And I think that, you know, opening her eyes up to some of the, the challenges that the LGBT community faced, I think helped her identify and go from awkward and unsure to maternal and kind of respectful of my decision. And becoming an ally of sorts, I would say, huh? Yeah, exactly. Instead of somebody that was just awkward to talk to about. It all makes so much more sense now because I feel, you know, for once, they, they edited it to make it look very quick and, and easy. Yeah, definitely, definitely was not a quick and easy process. It was probably, to date, the hardest thing I've ever done. Well, I'm glad that it came out well and, and the way you wanted it to, I guess.
And I'm I'm proud of MTV for editing it in a respectful way because it it really did convey all the things that you said. And and as you know, people who write me trying to reach you because they're going through the same thing, and you've you've kind of become a role model for a lot of young people. Chris, I've gotten I, I'd say to date I've gotten about four thousand letters of wow. people, you know, just all over the country, like, hey, I'm sixteen and my church hates me, my family hates me. What do I do? Or hey. You know, seeing you on TV and being comfortable, I, I, I'm now out to my family and, and two of my closest friends, and, you know, it feels great. And that's, that's really gratifying. That's really cool. Do you feel the burden of being kind of the spokesperson for that right now? You know what? I don't think that there are very many uh, open LGBT people out there that are spokespeople in the broad stream media. And so if I could fill one of those spots and use whatever platform I have to be one inch closer to having society being socially acceptable and having equal rights, then, you know, I'm all for it. I'll, I'll gladly fill that spot. Well, good. I, I think you're doing a good job with it. And uh, we'll certainly keep funneling those messages your way. Thank you. Let's move on to last night's episode. I know you haven't seen it. Basically, Ashley came to visit and how he was cheating on her with Kellyanne. And then at the very end is when another fight with Emily and Ty happened. And then we see Andrew fall off the balcony. Oh, sh- don't worry because it didn't they just showed him fall off and then to be continued oh okay so they're making this one a twofer uh-huh it's, yeah it's a twofer with with to be continued and then the teaser is ems arriving and everyone kind of giving that shocked face and emily's you know. saying you're out of this house ty you were there right weren't you once yeah yeah I was, def- I was definitely there they didn't show you at all throughout the episode they didn't show you with the josh and ashley drama they didn't show you with the the fight that ended up in Andrew laying on the ground. How do you stay out of that drama? Because I know this. I was there less than five minutes before Andrew fell off the balcony or got pushed or whatever. And on my video, Ty and Emily are fighting, and you're the one who kind of comes out and talks to Ty and calms him down. Yeah. um, I tried to stay out of the drama. Sometimes just, you know, for my own sanity because a guy can only take so much. But I, I was the one that went out there and tried to calm everything down. And then, if I remember correctly, I went back inside, and then that's when Emily came in and screamed that Andrew fell off the balcony. I wasn't out there for the actual push, but I was out there about 10 seconds later. Yeah. That was my role in, in the entire thing. And then after that, of course, I tried to make sure that Andrew was okay. And Yeah, they just, they just kind of showed the fight going on with Emily and Ty, and then it just kind of, all of a sudden, you know, he moves on to Andrew. They never really show the in-between where it calmed down for a little while. <laughs> but I'm assuming it's probably safe for us to assume that in this next episode, there was some reaction and you guys talked to each other about what happened that night. Yeah, that was definitely one of the biggest things that happened in that season um jesus it got two episodes <laughs> yeah so, and and you know andrew almost <laughs> died really he oh, he yeah. fell off the balcony and it's obvious that there's going to be some repercussions because of that. like you don't you don't push people off balconies right that was a long fall too <laughs> you know I, honestly to this day i think if the plant wasn't there he might not be with us wow and it might and it might be broken you know it was a 10 foot drop or more and the plant was the only thing between him and the concrete. That's incredible. That is incredible. All right, well, you're going to need to watch that episode soon. Oh, I'll watch it probably tomorrow. All right, great. And then you're going to have to let us know how it went. And just a really quick, just tell me overall how you felt with the whole Kellyanne being there and then Ashley Marconi coming to visit right after. Oh, that was a sticky situation. Um, was it hard for you to bite your tongue? If nobody said anything, 
then it probably would have been hard for me to bite my tongue. But the fact that the girls of the house were all over Josh about it and all over the entire situation, I felt like I could just sit back and watch, and I really didn't need to give my input at all. All right, so now we have learned from Mike how to stay out of drama. And (laughs) thank you very much, and I'm glad everything is so far working out for you. Awesome, awesome. Wish me luck on my, uh, my meeting. Yes. What's... I'm with the uh, TV station, so I'm trying to get more involved with uh, Vista TV. Ooh, all right. Good luck. Thank you. All right, and thanks for talking to us. We will talk to you soon. All right, guys. Take it easy. All right, bye. Take it easy. Bye. bye. I'm really glad he cleared, like, he told us exactly what was going on there because I thought his mom had really known and confronted him about it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. I, like, I couldn't figure out whether the spin was that she was a very supportive mother or that, that she was brought to the HRC and, like, when she started asking questions about, like, what is LGBT and this and that, it almost sounded like she was giving those terms judgment. But it's good to know that that's really, from what I understand, not the case, right? Yeah, it sounds like she's pretty open now. She was just a little hesitant at first. But, you know, I think that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think every gay, lesbian, bisexual person who's ever have to, had to come out or who's been forced to come out through other means can, can relate to that. So so that was a nice, I, I really think it was a nice component, particularly because I know that on the chat rooms, people are giving him a hard time right. about, about whether he can really be bisexual. Obviously, he's gay, this, that, and the other. Yeah. So. Welp, thank you everyone for listening as always, and we will talk to you very soon. Absolutely. Adios. Bye-bye. For more of what we saw in D.C., make sure you follow Love Elizabethany, L-U-V Elizabethany, or Real World D.C. News with a Z. We have everything you could ever want to know.